Hi, this is a disclaimer that the episode you're about to hear is part of a nine-week examination of the trans allegory of Silo on Apple TV. If you haven't seen it yet and don't want to be spoiled, go watch it and come back after. But seriously, go watch it. It's amazing. Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. It's part the sixth of the unintentional trans allegory of Silo. Tilly Vision set to 4K Ultra HD is time to Silo up, and it's time for episode seven. I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the radiant red leaves that make my autumns beautiful, Susan Bridges. Hello. And once again, our returning discussion partner, the pulchritudinous Samantha Cuddy. Thank you. So honored to be here for another episode of Tilly Vision. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of them, yeah. and we've got a lot more to go, so let's let's just get on with it. We're diving right into episode seven. So we start with Gloria imagining her toes in the sand, and she's holding a spiral nautilus at the ocean with her imaginary family. This is her dreaming about making order from chaos, about not being afraid of the dysphoria, about the bodily autonomy she never got to have. Could it be any clearer? Bernard wants a meeting, but Juliet blows him off to go see Gloria. Nurse. She suffers from hallucinations. They're a symptom of her condition, advanced vascular dementia. No, no, she's not actually trans. She's just mentally ill. You'd have to be to think you're trans. Oh, so much rage. Oh, oh, it's terrible. Okay. Gloria, I found them right where I left them, right by the water. The water they don't want us to know about. They don't want you to know about the water slash dysphoria and how it can be controlled, tamed, and understood. They don't want you to know how to swim or that you can swim out of it. Billings confronts Juliet and thinks she's dishonoring the badge, which she is because it's a symbol of authority built on lies, and somewhere inside Billings knows that due to the way he's treated for having the syndrome, so he still wants to know the truth, so she tells him everything. Lucas finds Juliet in the cafeteria at night. She saw the lights in the sky, but they're gone now due to clouds. Then the stars come back into view, and he matches them to his past drawings. She wonders if they've always been there, even before humans lived in the silo. Can I just take a moment to say how sad it is they don't know what stars are? It's really depressing. That's like one of the saddest parts of the whole show, that the whole universe that they set up there is not right? even knowing what stars are. Depressing. They're one of the most beautiful things. What but yet it shows that... You've been asking questions about those kinds of things. Yeah. Way too bad. That... You're not allowed to know about the stars, what they are, what they mean. It's terrible. Bernard and Juliet argue about what's most important in the silo. 
Juliet says it's the generator because it powers everything. Juliet, without power, we have nothing. Oh, hi, Supertext. Bernard says IT is most important because it's how the power is used. Oh, hi again, Supertext. To water crops, transmit messages, circulate air. All these invisible functions are controlled by the servers in IT. If the servers fell into the hands of the wrong person, no amount of power would matter. He shows you right there it's about controlling information and communication, and who controls it is all that matters to him, so he can keep suppressing the truth. Juliet goes to see Judge Meadows, who is not well. Meadows has an Etch-a-Sketch on display, a relic in a place of prominence right inside her door. Which is a really amazing visual, by the way. Right? She's like this little glass joe. Yeah, like they're all over. She has relics all over in those display cases, and this is society rewarding her for her compliance and upholding the system. And, uh, yeah, note Meadows is ill again, and I suspect she's being kept that way by judicial to keep her more compliant with their wishes. Even for people who support and uphold the system of oppression, they're more likely to keep doing it if they're too tired to even think about it. Hmm, parallels in our world. Right? Almost like, mm, yeah, okay. That's obvious enough. Juliet wants to know why Gloria is being held captive in medical. Meadows. It's for her own good. I mean, definitely not, but that's certainly how the people in power, you know, view keeping trans people from the rights and healthcare we need. Dr. Nichols helps Juliet get Gloria out, and they discover she's being dosed with lorazepam, which is a sedative. Note that they will happily give you medical care to make you comply with their wishes, but not for your own bodily autonomy. Transness abounds. <laughs> yeah, here's a reminder about how cis politicians are writing laws making surgery on trans kids, which does not happen, illegal, but right into those laws, carve-outs where they're allowed to force surgery on intersex kids to make them conform with the false gender binary. Link in the show notes. And that's not even when the intersex kids are of an age to even provide consent or even understand. It's when they're typically infants. Exactly right. Yeah, they do it when they're super young before they can have any say in the matter of their own bodies. It's, it's really terrible. Gloria awakens and says Dr. Nichols was the one who faked removing her birth control, refusing to grant her the bodily autonomy she deserves. Awkward! Juliet sends him away. Juliet, they are drugging you so you will forget. Gloria, I want to forget. I want to be anywhere but here. I don't trust you. Gloria has caved to the pressures of the system because the fight is so hard, which tracks with her never having the courage to transition herself. She's given up the hope of living her truth. She'd rather live in a false fantasy, pretending she had the life she always wanted, than continue fighting to make it a reality. Matrix Resurrections deals with this a lot, but also see the Trans Tuesday on the constant fight of existing while trans. Gloria, have you heard of the Flame Keepers? They erased us, the silo. They've been trying since the rebellion. Society literally erased the existence of those who didn't conform. I've been telling you. That's when they put something in the water so memories would fade. What have I been telling you about the water? This speaks to the dissociation of dysphoria, where you seemingly disconnect from your body and life because it's so awful. A lot of trans people have gaps in our memories from dissociation, parts of our lives spent in our false shells we can't remember. We tuned out because we had to in order to get through it. 
yeah, this was a point that when I came out, I just realized how little of my life I actually remember. Even like happy days yeah. are best of blur. But yeah. then since coming out, my memory is like all of a sudden magically a lot, lot better. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? It's I think back about it too, and I have like even like our wedding day and stuff, I remember tiny little bits of it, but not most of it. And most of my life pre transition is like that. It's so strange. It's it's a really, really weird thing. It is, and it's so hard to explain to somebody who's not going through it. It's almost like I grow two heads all of a sudden when I try to explain it. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, it is hard to explain because it's everything is so awful you just you're just so distant from your own life and your own experiences and your memory just isn't connecting and and forming those those memories it's it's a really strange thing and here here we see society has intentionally done that in effect forcing dissociation and dysphoria on the population to keep them upholding the lie that cis is all you can be they exacerbate our dysphoria by refusing to acknowledge it or help make it better so who were the flame keepers? Gloria. The people who fought back, who kept things like this book to keep their memories alive. Gloria was one of them until they put our flame out. That's trans people to a T. We've had to fight back, even if we don't want to, because cis society set it up that way. If we don't fight back, we can't exist, can't self-actualize, cannot live lives free of dysphoria cannot be fully present in our own lives as ourselves to find happiness and joy. Look what was kept from me and how dramatically my life changed once my dysphoria lessened and dissipated. First, you can see it in the Trans Tuesday on Into the Unknown, a.k.a. What is Happening, a.k.a. A Whole New World. And then, see the Trans Tuesday on Freeing Up My Brain, a.k.a. Lunch with Tilly. These are both experiences I missed out on for my whole life because of dysphoria. And once it dissipated, it changed absolutely everything. Juliet, you said my dad stopped you from having a baby. Gloria, they wanted us to die off. They made us think we had a chance of having a family, but we never did. Again, this speaks to transness in two ways, in that due to hormone replacement therapy and surgeries, many trans people cannot have biological children but it speaks just as much to literally wanting us to die off so no other trans people see us and feel inspired to come out too. Gloria references the beach photo in the book and says she'll never know what it sounded like or how it smelled. Again, she can never know what it's like to not have the constant pain and fear of dysphoria clouding absolutely everything. Gloria then wants to hold one of the babies, and this is a representation of her wanting the bodily autonomy that was denied to her for her entire life. Gloria says she was surprised they let a woman like Juliet's mom have children. Juliet's mom had that flamekeeper curiosity. Gloria, it's the one thing they can never breed out of us. And when I heard what happened to her, it really felt like we'd lost one of our own. I think Juliet's mom was a trans person who didn't know it yet, an egg, and Gloria recognized that in her. And look, no, we can't always tell. But every out trans person was an egg first. We've all been there. We know what it's like. We know the signs because we saw them in ourselves. So sometimes, kind of often, yeah, we can kind of tell or at least suspect. Juliet confronts her dad about tricking patients and saying their birth control had been removed when it hadn't. He says he didn't have a choice, 
But now you always have a choice. You can say no. You can refuse to participate in stripping people of bodily autonomy. Juliet says they were using it to breed people out of the population to kill off trans people. If we don't have bodily autonomy, we can't medically transition. Juliet, but why lie to people? Did you ever think to question that? Dr. Nichols, I always wondered if they did it to punish the ones they picked. And yet he went along with it. This is the kind of person who says they're your friend. They don't hate you, but they uphold transphobia. See the Trans Tuesday on false allyship. Those people really piss me off. Oh, yes. And it's like, it's almost like they don't realize how they sound to the person they're talking to. Like, yes, we care for you. We support you. But we're going to vote for these politicians who want to strip your rights away because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. It's it's not a buffet that you can just selectively choose. It's a all or nothing. Yeah, because the minute you vote for somebody that wants to pass a law or says hateful things, you are going all in on that position. Yeah. And, you know, you get those people that are like, well, I don't see why you can't be friends with people with different political beliefs. And it's like when the opposite side of my political beliefs believe I shouldn't exist, I think it's kind of obvious why you wouldn't be friends with those people. This isn't discussions about tax rates or uh, infrastructure. This is human rights. You know, that's not, that's not negotiable. It's in like, any way. When you're not sure what side you should be on. What side are the Nazis on? Maybe that'll be... Don't be on the Nazi, Nazi side. Nazi side. Always a good indicator. Seems like a simple indicator. Back in Gloria's room, she looks at the mirror. Her flowers are gone. She remembers Holston came to see her, and he brought the flowers and put them there in front of the mirror, so she wouldn't be betrayed by her reflection. Juliet remembers her flowers with the missing vase, and Holston's note to double the flowers in front of the mirror to obscure more of it. Juliet, I think they can see us through the mirror. She covers the mirror with a blanket. Juliet pulls a bag with the hard drive out of the vent in Gloria's room. She has history in her hands. Gloria, you're the last flamekeeper now. You didn't ask for it. It's not fair, but it's the way it is. It's down to you. If you let it die, the truth dies too. So this is weird, but I feel this sense of responsibility, being out as trans, of being a fairly visible trans woman with a sizable audience. I feel like I owe it to the trans people coming up and out after me to do what I can to make this world better for them than it was for me. It's part of why I started Trans Tuesdays in the first place. I have a remarkable amount of privilege for a trans woman. I didn't ask for it, and it's not fair I have it and others don't, but that's the way it is. You can see the very first Tilly's Trans Tuesday episode for information about that. And if I let the truth of transness die... Well, I'm not the only one out there supporting trans rights and talking about trans issues, thank goodness. But we need all the voices we can get. And to hide, to not use what I have to help who I can, would be an abdication. Thanks for being here, Samantha. Thanks for having me once again. Others who came before were there for me, and I will be there for the ones coming after. I mean, this is what community is, and it's a two-way street. The community is there for us, but just as important is that we are there for the community. Tilly Bridges and Transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges with audio editing and sound mixing by Gillian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music.
please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hive, on Mastodon at tillybridges at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash tillysbridges, and on Insta at heckyeahtillybridges. And you can find Susan on all of those at Susan L. Bridges. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at TillysTransTuesdays.com. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.